start networking with people that you want to be like. If you see someone who's killing it on social media or someone that does something you would like to do in the future, reach out to them. Like send them a message on social media, send them an email and reach out to them and honestly flatter them. And who knows, like you just never know where that could lead you. They could maybe just give you some advice or they could open doors to huge opportunities for you. Welcome to Thriving United. If you're an innovator, an entrepreneur, or someone who relentlessly pursues success, this is the place for you. Thriving United is a community born with the sole purpose of inspiring and growing others. I dive deep into discussion through my podcast about relevant life skills, concepts, and ideas that I'm learning as I partake on my entrepreneurial journey. I hope to serve as an inspiration to everyone and show others that success comes through grit, hard work, and continuous self-growth. If you know that fulfillment in life is achieved when one lives curiously, learns continuously, and pushes relentlessly, then I invite you to join the community. Once you are a part of the community, please speak up. My desire is to start a discussion between all of us where we share our stories, give advice, and motivate others to keep grinding and keep growing. With that being said, let's thrive. What is up, Thrivers? I'm your host, Gregory Alexander here, and today I'm going to be speaking with Madison McCarty. Madison is an entrepreneurial-minded individual, and her love for creating, marketing, and graphic design has taken her from high school to working with Brightbee, an insurance marketing agency, as well as building an online store, Madison's Boutique, and Madison's Magazine, where she's interviewed many entrepreneurs. From her childhood to becoming a practice participant to working at a startup, Madison has learned many valuable skills related to self-branding and networking. So join me and Madison as we reflect on her journey to uncover the actionable steps that you can take to grow your influence as an entrepreneur. And to further that, Madison really is an inspiring individual and she's went through a lot of hoops and obstacles and faced adversity in many different forms but she has continuously done whatever it takes to get her to her goals. So I hope that as you listen, that you get inspired, that you gain value, and you begin to do whatever it takes to get you to your goals. Without further ado, let's get into it. Falling too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative, nepotist. Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Whip, whip, run me like a race horse. Pull me like a rip cord. Break me down and build me up. I wanna be the slip, slip. Word up on your lip, lip. Rather that you rip, rip. Break me down and build me up. Whatever it takes. How are you doing? I'm good, Gregory. How are you? I'm doing great. So if you will, please introduce yourself to the audience and tell us what you do. 
Yeah, so um, my name is Maddie McCarty. Um, I am a current Praxis participant, which if you don't know, that is a 12-month program, an apprenticeship program actually. So about a month ago, I was placed with a company called Brightby, and we are an insurance marketing agency. So I've learned so much just in the last month. Um, it's been an incredible experience. That's awesome. So I'm going to back up a little bit, starting with your childhood to where you are now. What are the major opportunities, events, or decisions you've made in your life to lead you where you are now? Well, the biggest reason I joined Praxis um, was because I was always someone that got good grades in school, um, but I just couldn't stand the fact that the stuff I was learning had no correlation to what I wanted to do. So I definitely knew that I did not want to sit in a classroom for another four years. Um, so I've always been an extremely hands-on person. and Praxis was just the way to go for me. Um, so that's what led me to my career now and something, you know, I, I hope to be working for the company I'm working for now um, for years to come. So you chose Praxis instead of college. What did your peers or your parents think about that decision? So it's actually funny because my dad, um, he is a software engineer and he went to Bloomsburg University in Pennsylvania and graduated from there. Um, and my mom graduated from Lycoming College. And my dad, who um, actually, you know, got a job using his degree, um, is the one that convinced me not to go to college. Um, he's very anti-college, and my mom was very pro-college. So it was it was interesting in that aspect. I knew um, the beginning of my junior year. I kept telling people, yeah, you know. I'm applying to places, I'm going to college. And I don't know why I told people this. I think it was almost a safe face for me because so many people um, are against college opt-outs. Um, so some of my friends, you know, straight up said to me, so, oh my gosh, but you know, you have so much potential. Like, why don't you want to go to college? And I, I kind of uh, turned the tables on them and I said, I don't want to go to college because I have so much potential and I'm ready to start working. So I had a lot of support and also some negativity as well. That's awesome. So how did you cope with that? I think I just constantly had to explain myself, which for a while got annoying. I mean, sometimes I would just joke with people and I'd just say, yeah, you know, I'm not going to college. I think I'm just going to be a bum for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, but I got a lot of people on board. And once they started learning about Praxis, I mean, some people were, were still very skeptical because for the first six months of the program, you're just in an online boot camp preparing you to work for these high growth startup companies. So a lot of people kept asking me, so where are you going? And I'm like, well, honestly, I really won't know um, until, you know, the sixth month of this program. And when I do know, it's going to be very last minute and someone might tell me, hey, you have to move across the country and I have to do that within two weeks. So a lot of people actually thought Praxis sounded very scammy. And actually, my senior year, I was called down to my guidance, my guidance counselor's office. And uh, they were like, so, you know, we see you haven't applied to any colleges. Like, what's your plan? And I told them about Praxis and they were like, definitely don't do this. This sounds like a total scam. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm done with this conversation. So they were very, very close-minded about it. Um, but that's public education for you. Right. So I want to dig a little deeper into that. How did, like, why did you not question Praxis? Or if you did, how did you 
come to the conclusion that it wasn't a scam? So I originally heard about Praxis on a Tom Woods podcast, and he's an incredibly uh, credible guy. If you don't know who Tom's Wood, Tom Woods is, you should definitely check him out. Um, he is uh, a libertarian uh, politician. So um, I heard I heard about it through him, and I mean I, I knew it was a very credible source. I also had many many conversations um, with people that were in Praxis at the time, so I, I was very confident in it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So digging deeper into like your involvement with Praxis, what did the journey look like when you started? And what did you learn? What's like the most valuable thing you've learned by going through Praxis so far? I think the most valuable thing I've learned is how important it is to document your experiences and the things you're learning. So um, like on, in month three of the boot camp in Praxis, we do blogging every single day. And at the very start of Praxis, we do things like building your own website and, uh, again, creating your own blog and really like making an online presence for yourself that is enticing to potential business partners. So taking your interest, and I know that the educational program is somewhat customizable. How did you leverage the educational experience to cater to your interest as a person? Well, definitely, I utilized a lot of my creativity in a lot of the projects I have done um, to help uh, signal potential employers. Um, Like, for example, um, for one of my projects, a few months ago, I actually started Um, an online boutique. So it was something that something that I always wanted to, I mean, it was always a dream of mine to own my own boutique somewhere. So I thought, okay, how can I make this a reality with the resources I have now? So I already know how to make a website. So I started, I started a website with that and I created social media and I learned how to implement a Shopify store onto my website. So through that, um, I also gained about 20 ambassadors to help promote my brand. And I did this for about two months and it was all, it was all charitable. Um, so a lot of it was jewelry that I would make or Amazon stuff that I would actually re- resell. Um, and in just two months of just doing this short-term project, I was able to raise $800 for local and global charities with the help of my 20 ambassadors. So that was something that was really cool and something that was definitely a really strong portfolio piece as well. And just, I had so much fun with it. That's really awesome. Yeah, I, I was looking into um, Madison's Boutique. I also noticed Madison's Magazine. Would you mind sharing uh, sharing with the audience a little, a little about that? Yeah, so that's something that um, is kind of like what you're doing now with your podcasts. It was something um, I wanted to start to connect with Um, a lot of young entrepreneurs. And so I started interviewing people. Um, Well, really, it started with me creating my initial magazine, um, where I wanted to send to potential employers where they could learn more about me and my experience. And then I thought, okay, this is cool. It's really fun. And I love doing the graphic design and learning more about that. So what's something I'm passionate about? And that's young people doing awesome things. So um, I actually, my boyfriend's cousin um, started her own her own kind of boutique as well. It's called Buy Hollis. 
And um, she has been really successful with that. And she's really, really um, great with fashion. So I interviewed her on that. And then it kind of just, it just led into more and more interviews with young entrepreneurs. So something that is really great for networking. And obviously, you have a lot of different projects and things going on. So for uh, for people who are interested in graphic design or marketing in general, uh, what's the best step for them to get started in a field and so they can optimize their success in branding? So the first taste of graphic design I got was utilizing Canva, which is pretty beginner, um, but it's a great, great place to start. So it's canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com. Um, And it's a great place to kind of just get a feel for your own design um, and kind of help improve your eye. Um, Then, you know, once you get to the point where you feel like you you need to be able to do more, I started learning more about Photoshop, which is something that's pretty new to me um, now that I started working at Brightbeat. Um, But that's a really, really great tool to start. Awesome. And uh, to the audience, I'll be leaving that in the show notes. Uh, so you are, like you said, working with Brightbee. And what are you doing specifically day to day with Brightbee? And what is one of the biggest failures that you've had so far working with them? Hmm. So Brightbee is a very, very small company. So there is only seven of us. So um, everyone is working very closely with each other. And um, it's actually a remote position as well. So I am still working from home. Um, and I think I think that's been my biggest struggle is working remote. I love working remote, but it's also um, kind of difficult because you deal with the distractions um, at home and everything. But my biggest failure would probably just be, you know, send, sending out some content that probably wasn't ready to go out. And um, we are a very, very new company. We just we just launched our marketing partnership arm about a month ago. So at the same time that I started working for Brightbee. So I was really thrown into it. Um, it's incredibly fast paced. And to be to be blunt with you, it's pretty hard to keep up with. Um, but that's that's been my biggest failure is probably sending out content to a pretty important client um, that that just wasn't ready. <laughs> so, yeah. OK, so how are you taking that failure, the struggle and how are you coping with that and trying to grow from it? Yeah. So now I have a um, I have a, a much better auditing system where I can uh, I can approve content we also have a a, uh, a writer named maria and uh she she goes through all of my content i make sure to approve it through other people i can i can ask you know my friends hey just look through this like make sure this looks good um and i just have a much more precise auditing process now <laughs> it was a good learn it was a good learning curve for sure that's great. So I'm going to get a little more generalized here. Um, what is the best advice you have ever been given? The best advice I have ever been given was actually by my ski coach. So I used to do downhill ski racing and he told me, you know, I had come down and I had done every run the same way. And he said, you know what a crazy person is? He said, it's, it's someone who does something over and over again. 
and expects a different result. And after that, I don't, I don't know what it was about that, but it just really stuck with me and made me realize like, I can't just keep doing the same thing and expect a change. I really like that. So on the flip side, what's the worst advice you've ever been given? The worst advice I've ever been given oh, was probably, I don't know, go to college maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this, might, this might sound bad, but probably the worst advice I've ever been given is to listen, to listen to what you're told, honestly. Um, because if I did that, my life would be completely different. I would have, I would have, you know, kept with the norm. I probably would have gone to school somewhere and most likely would have dropped out because I am not someone that can sit in, I'm not someone that can sit in a classroom for another four years and continue to learn in that fashion. I really like that. Uh, not listening to society. <laughs> not listening to society. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's awesome. So what's one personal habit that you have that you can attribute to your growth as a person? I definitely think the reason I am where I am today is because I'm, I'm definitely open to new things. Um, again, like if I wasn't, I would not be, you know, working as the social media manager for this company that's growing so rapidly. I think that I think that another part of that is probably my personality. Like I've always just been a very open person and kind of accepted every opportunity that was thrown my way. So you're so you're naturally like that. How do you go about not being afraid? Like does that fear just is just not there, non-existent, or do you have those um, fears that kind of, that are there, but you just kind of ignore them? Uh, when you see an opportunity that just maybe looks a little sketchy or like, you know, if I choose to do this, I'm choosing not to do something else. And how do you choose between different paths? Well, don't get me wrong. Like I am, I am definitely not like this fearless person whatsoever. Like there are, there are so many, um, so many things that I have had to do in the last few months that have been so, so far out of my comfort zone. And I think I just, I definitely, like, definitely had to push myself this, these last few months. I mean, probably, probably the hardest, the hardest few months of my life. Um, but I, I mean, I think you just have to keep on pushing and just, just knowing that I am going to get to this end result um, and make these choices that will lead me to success. And honestly, a huge part of that was proving people wrong. And proving people, proving to people that you don't need college to be successful and proving to people that, that I did choose the right path. Um, so, yeah. I really like that. That's awesome. So how often do you read? Um, definitely not as much as I should at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in practice, we have particular stuff that they have had sent to us that we have read, which kind of like revamped my love of reading for sure. Um, uh, one, one of the books we read was The War of Art, which is an awesome read, and everyone should read that. Um, a lot of it is about resistance um, and kind of demolishing it. 
Um, but to be honest, I, I don't read a lot. I read a lot. I mean, I read a lot of blog posts and stuff like that. I read several blog posts a day and articles, especially stuff about marketing, but to sit down and read a book, it doesn't happen as, as often as I'd like. (laughs) All right. So what is one of your favorite blog posts that you've read recently that I could share with the audience? Um, a lot of it's just stuff that I'm dealing with like for work and I need help with. So a lot of it's pretty random, but I do um, subscribe to Medium. So I get I get like their daily blog posts every single day. Um, and I, I look through those. So you can go in there and, you know, select which genres you like and they'll they'll send they'll send them to you every morning. That's awesome. Uh, to the listeners out there, I'll leave that in the show notes. Um, so I have a few more questions here. We're going to be wrapping up shortly. Uh, do you believe that everyone has one calling or purpose? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I, 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 for one, have always been someone that struggled with what my calling or purpose was, not because there was a lack of passion, but because I found myself being so passionate about so many different things. Um, Like for the longest time, I thought I wanted to flip houses for a living, which is still a dream of mine. I'd still like to do that someday. And then I wanted to own my own marketing company. And then again, I wanted to be the owner of a boutique and then all this kind of stuff. So um, I, I also, I wanted to have my own photography studio. I wanted to be an artist. So I think that some people just are meant to be passionate about a lot of different things. And then there are some people that want to dedicate their lives to one very specific niche. I like that. So do you have any advice for the people out there that have no idea what they want to do? They're maybe still in high school, um, maybe in college and they're contemplating dropping out or maybe already graduated and they're just feeling stuck in the job they currently have, what is the advice for those people um, uh, for them to find what truly makes them happy? Um, how can they get started with doing something like that? So my, my advice to those people would be don't, don't feel such a huge pressure, especially to people that are in high school and in college. Don't feel so much pressure to find your passion like right now, or to find your dream job right now. Um, I think, I think um, traditional education has put a big strain on people needing to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives. And for people in college, there is a huge pressure because you're spending so much money to get this degree that sets the stage for the rest of your life. And For people in high school, I would say, well, I personally would say, look, look into being a college opt out. But if you do decide to go to college, don't put so much pressure on yourself just because you're getting a degree in this major or, you know, whatever. um, That might not be the story for the rest of your life. I really like that. (laughs) So we are, uh, this would probably be the second to last question. So what on top of that advice, is there any additional advice or encouragement for the young entrepreneurs out there that are looking to pave their own path in their life? What is some advice you can give them? Um, my advice would be to start 
networking with people that you want to be like. If you see someone who's killing it on social media um, or someone that you would like to see, some someone that does something you would like to do in the future, reach out to them. De- like send them a message on social media, send them an email um, and and reach out to them and honestly flatter them. Um, and who knows, like, you just never know where that could lead you. They could maybe just give you some advice or they could open doors to huge opportunities for you. Great advice. <laughs> I'm currently trying to do that right now. <laughs> so, all right. How can the audience find out more about you and what you do? Um, how can they get in contact with you if they wish? Yeah. So, um, you can find more about me on my website. It's madisonmccarty.com. Um, or you can reach me at my email, which is Madison McCarty. McCarty is with two Ys at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out to me there. Um, you'll find links um, on my website to all of my social media and my LinkedIn. Um, so feel free to reach out. That's awesome. Well, Maddie, it was great talking to you. It was a pleasure and I hope you have a great day. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Thrivers, I just wanted to say thanks again for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play Music, please feel free to rate and review and help the show rank. If you're listening on the website, feel free to comment, check out the blog, check out the forum, join the discussion. And with that said, I hope that you did gain value from this episode and that you begin to do the, take the actionable steps to continue Continue to develop your personal brand and expand your network and do whatever it takes to reach your goals. And as you do that, feel free to share with me. I'd love to hear your journeys, hear your stories, and how you're getting through the adversity in your life. Thanks again, guys. With that said, keep grinding, keep growing. Let's thrive. Falling too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling as vultures. Negative, nepotist. Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Whip, whip, run me like a race horse. Pull me like a rip cord. Break me down and build me up. I wanna be the slip, slip. Word upon your lip, lip. Rather that you rip, rip. Break me down and build me up. Whatever it takes.
to go Working out of something that I'm proud of Out of the box and epoxy to the world And the vision we've lost I'm an apostrophe I'm just a symbol to remind you that there's more to see I'm just a product of the system of catastrophe And yet a masterpiece And yet I'm half diseased And when I am deceased At least I go down to the grave and die Leave the body of my soul to be a part of me I do what it takes Whatever it takes Say